Mother's Day is almost here. Have you found that truly special, sentimental gift for your mom yet? Don't worry, I got you. MyLifeInABook.com is a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. And then, she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature, and MyLifeInABook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges that she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your children can treasure forever. Your mom has given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I loved this idea so much that I've started my own My Life in a Book for my children to have. The thought of my son and daughter being able to learn about my life story as they grow into their own adulthood is truly special. It's been an enjoyable journey of self-reflection for me too, with questions like, which one event made the greatest impact on your life? It's brought back memories I didn't even know I had. I love it, and I know your mother will too. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER for 10% off today. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. I'm bringing you another unsolved true crime case that will leave you shocked at how little progress has been made the past eight years. Chelsea Small was killed in cold blood while working at a cash advance store. Sounds like a cut and dry robbery, right? Wrong. Some of the details in this case appear to point to a targeted killing. And the craziest part about all of this is that much like the Missy Beavers case, the killer was caught on video very clearly. He was calm, unbothered, even though he had just murdered a young woman. He has identifiable features and mannerisms. Someone knows who this is and 2021 is the year that he needs to be found. Big thanks to Megan for bringing this case to my attention. It's crazy how little coverage there's been about Chelsea's murder, so make sure you share. We need to get the word out there as much as possible. We'll also be talking about Chelsea's case at the end of this month in our Serial Napper True Crime Zoom chat. So if you want to talk about the suspects, theories, and strange coincidences, make sure you join us. For all of the details, search for Serial Society True Crime Discussion Group on Facebook. I'll also include the link in my show notes. I'll be giving you the succinct summary that Serial Napper is known for, while that's a lot of S's, but if you want to dive further into Chelsea's case, I highly recommend checking out the podcast episode on True Crime Garage. They have a two-part episode that goes through a lot of the finer details. 
All right, let's jump in. The day is November 12, 2013. 30-year-old Chelsea Small wasn't supposed to be working that day, but she had switched shifts with a coworker at the very last minute. Chelsea worked at the Advance America store in Taylor, Michigan, which is a cash advance store. You know, one of those spots where you can go and get a cash advance if you're waiting on a paycheck or something like that. This Advance America store was located in a strip mall that had other retail stores in it, and the strip mall itself was on a very busy eight-lane road called Telegraph Road. Chelsea was working by herself, and apparently this was very common for her to do. The store had security features like a security camera and an alarm button behind the desk where she was working. They also kept all of their doors locked, whether they were open for business or closed at the time. If anyone wanted to come in to get a cash advance, they would first have to ring a buzzer, and then Chelsea would have to go and let them in. And all of this would be recorded on the store's security cameras. At around 10.30 a.m. that day, Chelsea briefly talked to her mom on the phone before running the cash deposit to the bank. That was the last time anyone spoke to her. Then around noon, a client buzzed at the door and Chelsea went to let them in. Now, I'm not exactly sure how Chelsea would decide whether or not to let someone in, but usually what she would do if she felt uneasy in any way was she would call her mother and keep her on the phone while the client was there. On this particular occasion, she didn't call her mother. We don't know if this is because she felt safe or was familiar with the person at the door, but she let the man in. The man was wearing dark clothing, including a black baseball cap and a hoodie. He was only at the store for a total of around 60 seconds. Security camera footage shows him walking in, strolling right up to Chelsea's desk, and producing a gun with a suppressor or what's known as a silencer on it. Chelsea quickly pushes the silent alarm button under her desk, which notifies police that they need to come immediately, and the man shoots her, knocking her out of her chair. He then very casually walks around to the other side of her desk, where she's lying on the floor, bleeding, and he shoots her in the head, ensuring that she's dead. Then, he calmly spends the next 45 seconds rummaging around the store, opening drawers and looking for money, and he casually walks away with around $200 in cash. When police arrive on scene only a few minutes later, they have to break in to get in because, of course, the place is locked, and they find Chelsea lying on the floor behind her desk with two bullet wounds. Unfortunately, they couldn't arrive soon enough to save her life. What's insane about this case is that it happened in broad daylight in a strip mall that had other retail shops in it, including a pizza shop that was open and had customers walking in and out of it. I mean, it was lunchtime, so it would have been pretty busy. And the road that the strip mall was on, Telegraph Road, is a very busy one. Whoever did this was brazen. They clearly didn't care about being seen, and they must have known that there was a security camera in the store. I mean, if the store went as far as to keep the place locked at all times, it's not far-fetched that they would also have security cameras. 
Now, of course, I'll post the video footage over on my Facebook page for you to have a look at for yourself. From the video, you can see that the suspect is clearly a male. He's heavier set with a sort of hunch in the way that he stands. Some people think that it looks like he walks with maybe an injury or a limp. And it's particularly creepy because it's so reminiscent of the murder of Missy Beavers. They even sort of look the same. It's just really strange. I'm not saying that they're connected in any way. I'm just saying the similarities are unreal. When police review the footage, one of the first things they notice is the weapon that this guy is carrying. He appears to have a silencer or a suppressor on the end of the gun, which definitely isn't typical of a robbery. Silencers are usually used in targeted killings, but perhaps it was used in this case since this was all done in broad daylight in a busy strip mall. The killer also appeared to be familiar and confident with using a weapon. He knew his way around a gun. The bullets used in Chelsea's murder were put into a national database to track them. However, no matches were found. Police also dusted for fingerprints. I mean, this man is seen touching a bunch of surfaces and items in the office, but it doesn't appear that they were able to lift any. Some people believe that what they see in the video is this man wearing gloves, and maybe that's why they couldn't lift any prints. Personally, I can't really tell either way, but he could be. Now, from this video, police believe that the individual is between 25 and 50 years old. But personally, this doesn't look like a 20-year-old to me. In my opinion, I'd say more likely between 40 and 50. But you can have a look and decide that for yourself. His clothing appears to be baggy, and it's clear he's trying to kind of disguise himself. It's likely that the clothing he's wearing isn't something that he would typically wear, especially the ball cap. I always find it interesting in movies, you always see bank robbers throw on this ball cap or something similar, and they expect to hide their identity. However, in this case, it seems to have worked so far. Still to this day, most local police officers say they have no idea if this was a robbery or if it was a targeted attack. If robbery was the motive, why was Chelsea shot first when she had access to so much more money than what was taken? And why shoot her twice to ensure she's dead? Perhaps he simply didn't want to leave behind any witnesses, and maybe he was fully aware that she had pushed that silent alarm button that was behind her desk. Maybe he just thought that he couldn't leave any evidence behind. But if he did know that she had pushed it, it does seem a bit strange how casually he rummaged through the room after. He didn't appear panicked or rushed in any way in this video. And remember, Chelsea had switched shifts with a co-worker last minute. She wasn't even supposed to be working that day. So what if Chelsea wasn't even the intended target? Apparently, there is no evidence that the man meant to kill the person with whom Chelsea switched shifts. Actually, it was a male that she switched shifts with. But there isn't much evidence in this case in general. Let's talk a little bit about who Chelsea Small was. Chelsea was born on August 9, 1983 to Debbie Kamen and Norman Small. 
She was a single mother with two young children. At the time of the shooting, she was separated from their father, but since it's often the spouse involved in murders like this, he was questioned and police determined that her former boyfriend was not involved in this shooting. Chelsea's family describes her as being a very loving, hands-on mother. She would do absolutely anything that she could for her children. She lived for her children. And in fact, at the time that she was murdered, she was also enrolled in community college and she was on the dean's list. She was studying to become a physical therapist while also working full-time at the Advance America. She was really trying to make something of herself to be able to support her children and give them the best life that she could. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in True Accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes? Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors fresh, never-frozen meals that are also dietitian approved No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, 
I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle. And I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code NAPPER50 at factormeals.com slash NAPPER50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, Nikki Young here again. I just want to take a quick moment here to thank you so much for your support over the last year and a bit. I'm so thankful that you take the time out of your busy day to have a listen to little me. I've always felt this immense desire to back the underdog in any situation, and I've always had a curiosity in true crime. So I'm eager to continue giving a voice to victims and their families and spreading the word about cold cases that absolutely need to stay alive. I know you have lots of options out there for podcasts, so thank you for allowing me to be one of the ones that you listen to. Just by listening, you're a huge help already in supporting me. But if you want other ways to support me, I do have a Patreon program that I want to talk about. I have a ton of added bonuses starting at just $2 a month, basically the price of buying me a coffee. I upload exclusive Patreon ad-free episodes each month. You can also unlock bonuses like a shout-out on my show, access to my Patreon group, and monthly Zoom chats to talk about recent and old cases. And those are so much fun. Seriously, at the end of each month, you're going to get to hop on a Zoom with me and the best group out there in the true crime community. It's so much fun. You can just grab a drink, hop on. It's super casual. Hang out with your kind of people. I also offer merch discounts and even swag mailed to your door. For all of the details, check out patreon.com slash serial napper. That's patreon.com slash serial napper. And I have the link in my show notes. Thank you again for all of your support. Now back to our story. Just a few days before the killing, Chelsea celebrated her son's fifth birthday. It's one of the last good memories her family has of her. And just four days later, she would be murdered. Chelsea's former employer, Advance America, is offering a $50,000 reward for any information leading to an arrest and conviction. And Crime Stoppers, well, they're also offering a $2,500 reward for information. But even still... With all of these rewards and with the video footage, with the multiple billboards that have been posted with this guy's image, there's been very few leads to come in. There was once a guy interviewed about Chelsea's murder after being charged with another robbery, but that led absolutely nowhere. One of the most interesting leads so far is related to a burglary case from Jackson, Michigan. It happened about six months before Chelsea's murder. 
An unknown man, again, caught on a security camera, stole several gun suppressors from Shootbox Sporting Goods in Jackson. Now remember, a suppressor was used in Chelsea's killing, and they are very uncommon to be found in a robbery. From the video camera footage, the suspect in the gun robbery appears to have some similar features as the man in Chelsea's case. They both appear to be white, middle-aged men, heavier set, and they just have sort of similar mannerisms. To my knowledge and research, this man has never been identified or found, so he hasn't been able to be questioned or investigated in connection with Chelsea's murder and the robbery. That fact alone really makes me inclined to believe that this could be the very same man. Again, I'm going to post these photos over on my Facebook page so that you can have a look for yourself to see what you think. Sadly, last year, someone vandalized Chelsea's gravesite, which had keepsakes, ceramic angels, dolphins, and rocks with messages that Chelsea's children had placed for her. Everything was completely stripped from the gravesite. I found this message posted by Chelsea's family on Facebook. It says, Good morning. I would like to let everyone know who expressed interest over the fact that Chelsea's gravesite was robbed back in October. Today was the court sentencing. The accused pled guilty and was sentenced to six months probation and court costs and restitution. We as Chelsea's family have known her as a friend and someone Chelsea grew up with. We choose to acknowledge that she has special needs now and that she has pled guilty. There is no returning of many of the gifts that were given at the funeral that were taken, but she will be replacing the large concrete bench that she took. The fact that this family still has so much forgiveness in their heart after everything that's happened is incredible to me. This family deserves justice. They deserve to be able to look at this person right in their eyes and ask them why. They deserve to see this individual serving life behind bars where they belong. To this day, there have been no other leads and it's beginning to feel like a cold case, which is why we need to keep sharing Chelsea's story and that video footage. Someone knows who this person is. Someone knows what happened here and they need to call it in so that Chelsea's family can move forward. Maybe if we can figure out the why, we can figure out the who. The whole situation is so nonsensical. This could very well be the work of a robber who had no connection to Chelsea and obviously very little regard for life. They didn't put in a whole lot of effort to really disguise themselves beyond wearing that baseball cap, which is, I don't want to say funny, but what the fuck because we still can't figure out who he is. He obviously knew that there were cameras installed and there would be people in the surrounding stores. This could have been why he used a suppressor. He may have no link at all to Chelsea or even the area where this happened. It could have been completely random, which is why this person hasn't been identified yet. On the flip side, maybe this was a targeted attack, which is why they didn't really seem to care about the money at all. Chelsea let this person in without calling her mom, so she may have very well known this person. Usually in an armed robbery, 
You would use the gun as leverage to get to the money you're looking for. But the money in this instance almost seemed to be like an afterthought. The guy very quickly killed Chelsea before he casually looked for the money in the store, walking out with only $200 when he could have grabbed more. There are so many questions in this case that need to be answered. Please share it out wherever you can. And if you have any thoughts, ideas, theories, or any information to add to this conversation, make sure you join our end of month Zoom chat. For all the details, search for Serial Society True Crime Discussion Group on Facebook. I'll also have the link in my show notes to make it easy. We need to keep this case alive. I'm going to end this episode with some words directly from Chelsea's mother. I just don't understand how you can do that and live with yourself. The family has begged and pleaded, you know, for seven years now. Don't you think that we have suffered enough at this point? He didn't need the second shot, but he did it anyway. And that was very malicious. But I never thought about ever having to ID my daughter's body at the morgue and having to see those pictures and live with what he did to her. There was somebody that I do know that gave her a hard time and wanted to date, um, was a customer. Whoever the people are that do know things, please go deep within yourself because you could save a lot of people, a lot of hurt and a lot of pain if you would just come forward. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper, or I'm on YouTube, Nikki Young, Serial Napper, all one word. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'd love if you can give me a thumbs up and subscribe. Until next time, don't be a Dahmer. Bye.